begin today the Gemara, the bottom of Daphnun Hayamud Beis, about five lines up from the bottom of the Yomud. Tanya. So the Gemara Tanya, we learned in the Braise, Omer Abishua. Abishua said, Arbod Vorim, Hoisa Ison, the four following things, one that does them, Potamidine Yodam, he's going to be put here in a Bezdin here in this world, but to Chayvidine Shemaim. But he is Chayiv in heaven for what he did, the damage that he caused. And the following are the four things. A person that breaks open a door in front of the animals of his friend, and then they went and damaged. A person that bends someone's grain down to fire, and then the fire burnt it. Someone that hires false witnesses to uh, to testify in a in a dentata. Mm. And a person had himself, he has he has information, he has uh, he knows testimony about a case, and he doesn't testify the aidus that he knows. So in all these cases, the point is this is what's called a grama. That he's causing a damage, but it's only considered to be a cause, not something that he did directly. So the halacha always is grama binizakin is potter. And the Gemara is going to go through each one of these cases in detail to explain why is he Pata Bidina Yadam and why is he Chai Bidina Shemaim. Both parts we'll see here in the Gemara. Mm-hmm. So Rabbi Shua here said in the Braisa, You broke open a door in front of your animal's friend, or your friend's animal that is, and uh, the uh, animal went out and uh, damaged someone. So you, put, you didn't do the damage, you just broke open the wall. Now, the, da- the animal went out, so that's something that happened not directly with you taking it out, so you're going to be potter. So now, Hechidami, what's the case of here? Are we talking about that there was a wall, there was a strong wall that was blocking the animal? He should be even if not for the damage of the animal, but he should be for this that he broke down the wall. And over here, it says uh, that he's potter. Potter sounds like he's Potter completely, not only for the damage that the animal causes, but for breaking the wall as well. Ella says the Gemara, what's the case over here? We're talking about an unstable wall, which eventually is going to be demolished because it has to be rebuilt. It's anyways not a good wall. And this person went and took down the wall in advance, and now the animal went out. So for the wall, he's not Chayiv. For the animal that went out and damaged, also he didn't do anything directly, so he'll be Potter, Midini Yadam. The next case, Rabbi Shua said, Person bends down grain from his friend towards a fire and catches on fire. What are we talking about over here? If he bends down the, the, the grain to the fire in such a way that just a normal wind can come and then burn it, so then why is saying his potter? He should be chayiv here in a basin for what he did. He did something that just with a normal wind, it will catch on fire. So he's bringing it, he's bringing it to the fire. Tesis over here spells out what this basically means is, there's no difference if you light a fire in a place where it can spread and catch onto fire into someone's property. So you're bringing the fire to the thing that it burns or you bring the whatever item it is to the fire, and therefore it gets burned. It's the same thing. So just like when you light a fire and then it spreads Yechayev with the Ruach Metsuya, so if you bend it down, and because the Ruach Metsuya causes it to catch on fire, you should be Yechayev the same thing. 
therefore the Gemara answers, the case must be the Mati Baruch that it's only something that with the unusual wind that will burn this grain that you bent down in this direction. And at the time when you put it, when you when you bend it down, that wind wasn't there and something that you didn't realize. So therefore, yadam Ravashi says another pshat tomun itmer. What we learned in this brayso, what Rabbi Shua meant to say is in a case where he turned it into tomun. What does this mean? Shundishavua tomun beish. What this person did is, there's a fire that's burning. Someone else lit the fire. And this fire is spreading and it's coming to this person's property. You went into this person's property and you covered his grain. And now, because you covered the grain, the halacha, by any damage that happens through fire is that when it burns something which is covered, you don't have to pay for that. That's one of the things that you potter by fire. So now what you did is you caused a major damage for this person that owns this grain. Because if you wouldn't have covered it, then the one that lit the fire and it spread and it burnt this grain would have had to pay for the for the damage of the grain. But now that you covered it, so now the person that lit the fire is going to be potted to pay for this grain that it burnt because it's covered. And once it's covered, you're potted for that. So therefore, you didn't cause the damage directly, but you caused a petur here. So therefore, this is a grammar. So you're potted for this. Omar, the next case, the Braisa said, <coughs> that is a grammar. You're potted yadam sheke. Person that hires false witnesses to testify in a dintaira. What's the case over here? If this is for a person himself in his own dintaira, let's say he has a dintaira with someone and he comes and told someone, you owe me a thousand dollars. And he didn't have any witnesses to prove this and he hires false witnesses to collect this money, which is not even his. Why are you saying in such a case? He's If he hired false witnesses to collect money that he's not owed, so he has to pay back that money. Even B'dini Adam, he's chayev to return the money that he collected uh, unjustly. Ella says the Gemara, what he meant is l'chavre, that he hired Eide Sheker for other people that had a dintaira. Reuven and Shimon had a dintaira. And this person comes along and hires Eide Sheker for the benefit of Reuven to be able to take money out of Shimon. But he doesn't have any of that money. Reuven has the money. That's considered to be a grama. When he hires these Eide Sheker, so the Eide Sheker, they, can, uh, they, they don't have to do this Aveda and say the Eide Sheker. Yeah, true, he caused it. He paid them for this, but it's not, uh, he didn't do the damage here directly. So therefore, it didn't yell them his potter. The last case, the Bryce said, In a case where a person says, false test, oh sorry, here the case is the person knows testimony for his friend and he doesn't come and testify. So by withholding this testimony, so it's just a grammar, so but what's the case of, of the Braise here? Is the Braise talking about two people that know testimony and they're both withholding this Eidos? Pshita! Definitely, bidine shemayim. There's a chiyah for this. Da'iraisu. This is actually a lav menatayda. The pasuk says, "Im lo yagid v'nasavayne." That if witnesses do not say their testimony, then they they have a sin. So this is a lav menatayda that you that Adam must say their testimony. Yeah, bidine yadam. You're still going to be potter because it's a grama. But the fact that bidine shemayim is a iser. That's a clear pasuk. Says the Gemara. No, the chiddush over here is elo bechad. We're talking here about one witness. So this one witness, this is not what the Pasuk was talking about when it said, in lo yagid because 
usually only when two witnesses say Eidos, so then their Eidos has, uh, has an effect because mm-hmm. now the person can take the, two witness, the words of the two witnesses and collect money with it and so on. But when one witness says something, Eidachot is not Neman, it's not believed mm-hmm. to be Maitzi Momin. What mm-hmm. happens if one witness says Eidos? It actually forces the other Baldin to have to swear against the words of this Eidos to back up his claim in order to patter himself. But uh, the word of one witness itself cannot be mighty moment. So, so therefore, mm-hmm. that's not what the Pasuk was talking about when it said that you have an Aveda for withholding testimony. But nevertheless, still, you could cause a loss by withholding this aid, this even as one aid. So therefore, Bedina Shemayim, the Braise says, you're still high for this. <clears throat> okay, but now, here we had this list of these four things that are all Grama Benizakin, and Yopater, but the Gemara asks, why is the Rabbi Shua and this Braisa listing just these four things? There's a bunch of other cases where you see that also Grama ben Izakin is Pater. There's no other cases of Grama ben Izakin that Yopater medin yodam and Yochai medin shemayim. You have the following cases. And the simon over here of all these cases are Ha'isa, Besam, Beshliach, Chaveiroi, Nishba. Those are the cases that we're gonna, Gemara is going to quote here that you see also that are Agrama. So the first case is A person that goes and takes the water of the chatos here, which is the paraduma, or the, the, the paras chatos, the paraduma itself, and you work with it. Well, now, once you work with it, even though physically there is no damage here, but it now is rendered an apostle for use for the paraduma. So this is a kind of damage. This is what the Gemara in Gittin refers to as the Hezek Shein and Nikr. It's a damage which physically there's nothing noticeable here. So, the Braise says, you are going to be chayiv. So, this is another example. And this, this, all, all the cases that the Gemara brings there are, are, are in Braises. Another case is, person that puts poison in front of his friend's animal, and the animal goes and eats it. So, you also you didn't uh, directly hurt, hurt, hurt it and do anything. You just put the poison there and then it went and ate it. So, another case, a person that sends a fire in the hands of a that does not take care of this properly. So, if it causes then a fire, you and Another case, Hamavis es a person that um, scares his friend, or a person that, that uh, makes a strong sound in, a, in his friend's ear. And because of this, the person gets afraid, or the, it causes a person even to, to lose his hearing. In such a case, Patamidine Yodam, the Chayyibidine Shemaim is also Patamidine Yodam, and only Chayyibidine Shemaim, because this is considered to be something you didn't do, actually, Rashi here says, you didn't do an actual Maisa Bagufai, you didn't physically touch him or hurt him, mamish, by physical contact. So what Rashi says here. In other places it says that when a person gets scared in this way, because of this he has injury, it's really he himself is participating in the cause of this injury because a person that has awareness, a bardas, should be able to protect himself of such a kind of thing. He's sort of scaring himself. He's mavis asatsma. That's the lotion that's brought. Not sure exactly how to explain this. Is it? It could be, it depends on the situation of how the person did it. But that's the husband that it says, that the person is, is also scaring himself by you screaming into his ear. So therefore, you're going to be potter. Another case, you had a case, we also before here in the Masechta, a person that his jug was broken into the Shusarabim, and he didn't uh, clear, clear it up. 
or nafla gemaloi, where his camel fell, veloya mida, and he didn't clear it away from the road where it fell. So in both of these cases, there's a machlekes about this actually. Rav Meir mechayev bezeka. Rav Meir says you will be chayev for the damage that you cause, and you chayev even b'dinei yadam. V'chachamim meimrim poter b'dinei yadam, but v'chayev b'dinei shemayim. B'dinei yadam you poter, b'dinei shemayim you will be chayev. This was there was a big arichas about this in the Gemara before. Rashi just mentions two points over here. If you remember, we had before in the Gemara the first question over here regarding this case is niskal pesheya, niskal laf pesheya, meaning when your jug fell or your camel fell, is that considered to be an einus or is that considered to be a pshia? It's one question. Now another question over here is this machlekes of Rav Meir and Chachamim could be talking about a case where right when it fell. Before you had a chance to clear it up, someone else got damaged in it. Or it could be talking about a case not right after it fell. You already had time to clear it up. And you didn't clear it up. Not only you didn't clear it up, you just left it there, you were mafkered. Are you going to be chayiv after you were mafkered? It's another machlekes that the Gemara explains whether you're chayiv after you're mafkered or not. Okay, so over here we see Chachamim say again that you only chayiv b'dina shemayim. So why does the Brayse before only say four cases? So the Gemara answers, in, you're right. Mia, Iketuve, yes, there are all these many cases over here that the halach is the same thing. But Vahani, it's It's these cases that Rabbi Yeshua mentioned here that there's a unique Chiddush to them. What's the Chiddush? Mao, the tame, because in all these cases, I would think to say, that not only you should be potter bedin yadam, but it's something which is so not your fault to the extent that I would say even bedin shemaim you would be potter as well. Kamash Malan, that's why Rabbi Shua is bringing all these cases to, to point out that you put him in but his main chiddush was that you still chayev b'dine shemayim. And I hear the Gemara is going to go through all the four cases to explain what's the chiddush that you still chayev b'dine shemayim. So the Gemara begins. I played it together in the case where you broke open a, a wall that was blocking your animal's friend, you, you can't, your friend's animal. So what, why, what's the Chiddush over here to say? That you're Chayiv B'dine Shemayim? Ma'o de I would think, given the Lemister Ekoi, since this is a wall, as we explained before, it's an it's a, uh, unstable wall, and it's supposed to be demolished. So Ma'ovid, what did he do? He didn't do anything. The, the, the fact that the animal went out, so that's something which, it's the, 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 the animal was protected behind the wall, which was an unstable wall anyways. And the wall itself was supposed to be demolished. So he demolished it a little before. So Medina Shemaim, Nami Loi in such a case, even Medina Shemaim, it should be potter as well. Kamash Malan, therefore, Rabbi Shua says, no, that because the wall was still standing and you demolished it, so Medina Shemaim, you are going to be chayiv. The next case, when you bent down the grain towards the fire, so what did we explain before? That it's talking about a case where a regular wind wouldn't have burnt it. It's with an unusual wind that all of a sudden came and burnt it. So Nami here as well. Ma'o, the time that you would think, the person should say, Should I know that all of a sudden this unusual wind is going to come? So therefore, even B'dini Shemaim should be potter. Therefore, he said that, no, that in this case, even though it's unusual wind, but nevertheless, don't touch your friends to it. Don't, if there's a fire and you, you bent it in that direction, so even for unusual wind, you're going to be responsible. B'dini Shemaim. Well, Ravashi, and according to Ravashi, Nami Ravashi says that what the person did is he covered this tfuah and he turned it into being something that's tomon covered, and therefore now the one that did light the fire is going to be put to pay for what it burnt here. So why would I think that you put the Medina Shemaim? Because you would think that the person could say, I know, 
What was I trying to do? I was trying actually to cover it, to protect it from the fire. So apparently, uh, this is talking about the person tried to cover it with some kind of material which is not flammable, something that uh, would protect it from the fire. So he was just trying to help. And, and in the end, he didn't help. And it ended up getting burnt. And now that it got burnt, he ended up ma making matters worse because now the one that made the fire is going to be potter. But he should say, My, I had good intentions here. So, he should be potter. And therefore, Abshur says that no, you are going to be chayiv for getting involved there and doing this and causing it to, to, to causing this person who made the fire to be potter. The next case, Rabbi Shur said, in the, in the case where you hired false witnesses to testify in a dintaira between Reuven and Shimon. So Ma'ad Tame here, I would think to say, Leme, this person can say that I shouldn't be chayv with Dine Shemaim, because Divri Arav, Divri Atalmed, Divri Mishayman. If you have a, ma a teacher that tells you something, and you have a student that tells you something, who do you have to listen to? So over here, I hire these false witnesses. They have to listen to me. They know what it says in the title that you're not allowed to say false testimony. Why are they listening to me? The fact that they went and listened, so that's their Aveda. There's no shlichus. There's no, it's not connected to me. Even though, yeah, he arranged the whole thing, but nevertheless, they have their own Bechira, and therefore, I shouldn't be Chayi B'dini Shemayim either. B'dini Shemayim, Nami Lelechayi. Kamash Malon, that's why he's saying that, no, you hired them, you're paying them, so you're a Chayi for this. The last case, Vayideya Eidus Lechaveireh. A case where a person knows Eidos for his friend and he withholds this testimony. So Nami here as well. So as we explained before, what are we talking about? We're talking about not two Eidos, because that's Yisim and Atayda. Here we're talking about one aid that is withholding his testimony. So so this person can come, I would think, to say as follows. He could say, who says, that if I would say my testimony and I'm just one person, one aid, have a maid that this would cause the uh, the baldin that I'm saying testimony against him. Who who says that my testimony would have any effect anyways? Who says that because of this, he would admit that he owes the money? Maybe the person would swear against me. And he would swear falsely against me. And and therefore, what happens? Again, by, by when you have an Eid Echad, so you're not going to go ahead and just collect money based on the words of an Eid Echad. You give the opportunity for the baldin that you're saying Eidus against him to swear that no, the Eidachar is lying and therefore he's going to be potter. <laughs> so if this person would swear against my testimony, so then my, my Eidus would anyways be worthless. So therefore, who says that the fact that I'm withholding this Eidus is a problem? Anyways, the Eidus that I say is not necessarily going to do anything. So therefore, even Medina Shemayim should be potter as well by withholding this Eidus. Therefore, Rabbi Shua said that no, the Eidus saying Eidus also has a certain effect and withholding it is also causing a, a loss in Yechai Medina Shemayim. Kamash Malon. Okay, this is the, one of the Sugis and Shas which talks about this Allah of Grama ben Izakin. And just to, to mention one point here, when you get to Grama ben Izakin, there's a famous Ramban. He wrote a whole contras called Contras Dina de Garmi. In Shas, as well, here, we're talking about Grama, when you cause a, a damage indirectly. Yeah. But then there's a different kind of thing, not always when you cause a damage, are you Potter? When you cause a damage in a way that, you, true, you didn't do the damage directly, but the damage that happened through you causing it is definitely going to happen, then that's called Garmi. It's more direct and it's more definite. So in such a case, you actually are chayv b'dini yadam. In all of these cases, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. not only mm -hmm. the fact that it's a cause, but it's a kind of a cause where it's not even clear what the outcome is going to be exactly. And that's not even clear what the outcome is going to be. So that's what's called a grama. 
and therefore you're going to be potter. That's uh, Ramban goes through all these cases. You see over here from all these cases, it's not only the fact that it's a cause, but the actual damage that ended up happening is something that is not even definite and it's going to happen. So therefore you potter. <clears throat> you don't know, the animal goes out, you don't know for sure that the animal is going to be mazik. Or maybe even the animal is not going to go out. Even if it goes up, maybe it's not going to be mazik. So all these cases, if you go through them, you see it's not cases where the da- damage that happens is, is, is a certain thing. Okay, the Gemara goes back to what it said in the Mishnah in the beginning of the Paydik. If a person had his animals inside a barn or inside a pen and the, the gate was breached in the middle of the night or bandits came and breached it, so this is an anus. So in such a case, it'll be potter. That's a simple shot of the Mishnah. So now this, Omar Rabbe, Rabbe came and said, Vuhu shechotra. When are you going to be potter? This that it says over in the Mishnah that you're potter, this is only if the animals that came out, how did they come out? They dug under the, the wall, under the door, and that's how they came out. That, that's when you're going to be potter. Okay, now, so the Gemara asks, <clears throat> what does this mean? So in other words, what he's saying is, what happened over here is not that the wall just fell on its own in the middle of the night. What happens is these animals were digging under the wall and that caused for the animal to, that caused the wall to fall and, and then you're going to be potter. So what does this mean? Says the Gemara, If the wall that fell in the middle of the night, it didn't fall as a result of these animals digging under the wall. It happened that just on its own. The wall just fell. So what's going to be a dialogue in such a case? Chayiv. So then the owner is going to be chayiv when it just fell in the middle of the night. Why should he be chayiv? Hey, Chidami, what are we talking about? body. Are we talking about that this was a strong, stable wall and then it somehow fell in the middle of the night? So If the animals weren't digging under it and it still, it fell in the middle of the night, why should he be chayiv? It's still an oinus. What could he do about this? So the, the case of here must be that this was an unstable wall. And over here, maybe you can make a distinction that there's a, there's a difference whether it fell on its own or whether it fell if uh, they dug under it. Right? So if it, if it fell on its own, so then there's, he's, there's a, there's a pshia here. He's negligent. Why is he leaving an unstable wall to close in his animals? It, it, can, it can fall on its own and the animals will go out. But if so, the question though is, ki chotra, if it's anyways an unstable wall, and now the way that the wall ended up falling is because the animals were digging under this wall, and that's how it fell, but am I potter? Why should it be potter for this? Even if you're going to say that once the animals were digging under the wall, so then this, he wasn't expecting the animals to do such a crazy thing, to start digging under the wall, so that's something which he didn't, that's, that's beyond his control, that's anus. But still, why should it be potter? This is a case of tchilasai bipshia. In the beginning, there's a negligence on his part because the wall that he left here to block these animals is an unstable wall. Mm-hmm. And the cipher by Inus, yeah, true, in the end, there is an Inus because the animals behaved in an unusual manner, digging under the wall. But still, if it, in the beginning it's a pshia, so in such a case, it should be chayev. Mm-hmm. Now, just to, to clarify what the pshat of here of this tchilas to be pshia, the cipher by Inus is, the way the wall fell when the animals ended up digging under the wall is, it's because it was a, such a weak and unstable wall, so therefore when they dug under it, it was easy for the wall to just topple and, and fall. Mm-hmm. If when the animals dug under the wall, the, the wall ended up falling, and it has nothing to do with the fact that it was an unstable wall. So the, the pshia is one thing. 
And the oinus that the animals behaved unusually and it fell is a separate thing and they're not related to each other. So in such a case, the sefer ba'inus is going to be potter. This is a, a, a cloud that Tesis explains before. I mentioned it in Dafnun Beis. The Tesis talks about this concept. The sefer ba'inus is only if the oinus that happened in the end is, is something that it's caused by the pshia in the beginning. And that's the case over here. But now the Gemara brings is actually a machlaikis about this. Again? The Nifritz of Alayla is the, the wall, the wall. It was on Somebody did it, it's by itself. Oh, no, no, Nifritz of on its own, just fell on its own. So now the Gemara brings, there's a machlaikis about chilas and b'pshiyah v'seyfeh b'aynis. So what Rabbi says makes sense according to the opinion that says chilas and b'pshiyah. In the beginning there was a negligence on your part, but then the b'seyfeh b'aynis. But in the end, what happened was an aynis. So potter, such a case, because in the end there was an aynis, you potter. But according to the opinion that says that because it was a negligence in your part in the beginning, even though in the end what ended up happening was an oinus, like over here in this case with the animals dug under the wall, it's an oinus, but nevertheless, because it was all caused by your negligence in the beginning, you are high for this. So How are you going to explain over here? What was this distinction Rabbi was saying that Chotra, that if the animals dug under an unstable wall, you're going to be that uh, in such a case... You're going to be um, potter. Why should you be potter for this? Says the Gemara, Ella, going back to the Pshat and the Mishnah, Masnisin, Bekaisal body. This case of the Mishnah that we just quoted, when the wall fell down in the middle of the night and it was an oinus. Why is it an oinus? Because it was a strong, stable wall. So, of course, in this, in this part of the Mishnah, when it fell in the middle of the night, it doesn't make a difference if the animal dug under the wall, they didn't dig under the wall. If it falls down in the middle of the night, you're going to be potted because it's an oinus. You left a very good, stable wall here. When Rabbi here said that there's a distinction, that, uh, that only because the animals dug under it, so therefore you're going to be chayev, what was Rabbi talking about? Uh, uh, that, sorry, that only then, because the animals dug under it, therefore you're going to be potter. Rabbi was saying this in the next case of the Mishnah. What did it say afterwards in the Mishnah? You left your animals in, in a pen and it's exposed to the sun. So yeah, there's a fence, they're fenced in or there's a wall around it, but they're in the sun and they're hot and they get very, very, very annoyed and they get very wild because of this. Or you gave over the animals to a cotton to guard them. And as a result of this, the animals went out and were mazik chayiv. Yechayah for the damages that happened. So on this, Omar Rabbe said, when you left your animals there, behind the wall, but exposed to the sun, va'afile chatra. So Rabbe over here says, that, uh, e- that even if the animals then went and dug under the wall, you're still going to be chayah for this. That's what Rabbi said. Not v'hushah chatra, but va'afile chatra. Even if what ended up happening is that the animals dug under the wall, and did something so unusual, you're still going to be responsible for the damage that happened. So what's the Chiddush here? What was Rabbi trying to say? Needless to say, in a case where the animals did not dig under the wall, and the animals went out and damaged because of this, it was, there was no wall there, or the animals went out and damaged, they were in the sun, and they got very hot, and therefore the animals went out and, 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 and were wild, and they caused damage. So in such a case, for sure, the owner of the animals that left them here in the sun is going to be responsible. Why? Because the kolobib shiyuhu. In such a case, obviously, leaving the animals in such a kind of situation in the sun or by a cherish of a cotton, so when it went damaged, it's all your negligence. 
Hello, afil chatronami. Even in a case where you left your animals in the sun. And then what ended up happening in the end is the animals did something very unusual. They started digging under a wall. Even in this case, the owner is going to be responsible for all this. Why? Now the Chiddush here is, I would think to say that this as well, in the beginning, there's a negligence on your part because you're leaving your animals in a place that causes them to be agitated and therefore you're causing them to then be wild and go undamaged. But then in the end, it's an itis. Because then in the end, what happened here? The animals dug under a wall, which is something unexpected, unusual for the animals to do. So you would think that this is in the end an Aynas or your potter. Kamash Malan, therefore Rabbi is saying that no, Filachatra, the Kulab Shihi, even in a case where you left the animals in the sun and then it acted unusually and it dug under the wall, you're still responsible for that. It's all your negligence. Why? My time, why is it all your negligence? The because we say to this person, may the yadis, you know, the kivin, the shafkasa, bechama, if you leave your animals in, in a pen, exposed to the sun, whatever it can do to get itself out of this place in the sun, it's going to do. So the fact that it behaved unusually and it dug under the wall, that's something that you expect. It's not, it's not only that it was caused by your negligence, it's something that you have to expect, and therefore you're going to be chayiv. It's, it's all, the whole entire thing is one big pshia. The next thing it said in the Mishnah, if bandits came and they, they broke open the door of your barn and they took out the animals, which simply sounds like the mamish went and took out the animals to be mazik. So the, the listim are going to be chayiv. Now when the bandits, when they take out the animals, so they're ganavim, they, they take it out, so what happens is it becomes theirs. They're kainit with this ganeve, so therefore they're going to be chayiv. That's what it seems like the Mishnah is saying. So the Gemara asks on this, pshita. What's the Chiddush of here? Obviously, these, these Ganovim that took out these animals, Mamish by hand, should be Chayv. Kivin da Afkua. If they took out these animals, that Mamish by hand, so the Allah is, Kaimala Bereshusayu, Luchal Mili. So then they're kind of these animals for everything. They're responsible for any damages that it causes. Why shouldn't they be Chayv for this? Just like, I mean, the, the, the Mishnah later says, we'll see in the continuation of the Gemara, the Mishnah said, if you give over your animals to a Shemer, to a shepherd, so now it belongs now to the possession of the Shemer, the Raya, they're responsible over here, the Ganev. So of course he has the mitzvah of the Veheshev is like but the animals itself, that he was kind of be a Dayim, there's a Kenyan Geneva, that he becomes his, that he's responsible for any damage that it causes. What's the, what's the Chiddush here? Says the Gemara, the Chiddush is as follows. The case of here is the Kamala Ba'apa. They didn't touch the animals. They didn't. They weren't kinded at all. They reached the door open, and now the animals come out. And these Ganovim here are sort of standing in front of the animal that causes it to end up going into someone else's property to eat something that's not his. He said in the name of Rav that Hamamid Behemes Chaveri Al Komes Chaveroi. If you go and position your animal on the tevuah of on the, uh, the field of your friend, Chayev, you Chayev to pay for what it ate over there when you when you put it there. Now it sounds like what he was saying is that you mamish went and placed your animal on your friend's field and where there is the food and it ate there, you Chayev. So uh, what, what did Rav mean to say by this? Maimid, you placed the animal there, and that's what Rav came to say, that Yochayev Pshita, obviously Yochayev, you placed your animal there and it ate there. So, no, what, what, what was the Chiddush that Rav was saying? The Komlo Ba'apo, you're sort of directing the animal, you're standing and you're blocking the animal of going anywhere else, and it ends up walking in that direction. So this, you're going to be Chayev for as well. So the, now the Chiddush of this Gemara over here is, the same thing over here regarding these bandits, they do not own this animal at all. 
they just broke open the door and then they sort of blocked the animal and it ended up going into this person's property and ate over there. Nevertheless, because they blocked the animal and it went in that direction, they're going to be high for this. So Taisus explains, even though in the Pasuk it says that Vishilach has bi'ir roi u'bi'ir b'zdeyach, bi'ir roi means to be your animal. It's your animal that went and ate in someone's property, then you're high for shame v'regel. Over here it's not your animal. Yeah, true, they blocked it, it went there, but it's not yours. No, the Chiddush of our mission is that if you opened the door for the animal and then you blocked it and you made its way, it made its way to go there, it's as if it's your animal, Mamish. You chayiv for shame v'regel as if this is bi'iroi because you're sort of causing the animal to go in that place. That's one shot of here. Amalei Abayel Rav Yosef. Abayel said to Rav Yosef that no, there's a different shot in this Mishnah. He kisha omritlon. The case of here is that the bandits broke open the door of this barn and then they they hit the animal with a stick, and with this they were kind of the animal. So what's the point over here? What it's saying is that how are you kind of the animal just by just by hitting it, this itself it becomes yours. So just like this hikisha is going back to this case where you cause the animal to go over there into this place to eat the food. And you're not, you're not mamish placing the animal over there on the food. You're just hitting it and it's causing it to go in that direction. That's uh, what Rav Yosef said. So over here as well, over here by these bandits, so a little different than what it said before. They were standing in a place where he caused the animals to go in that direction. He hit the animals and that's what caused it to go in that direction. But Rashi's pshat actually over here in the Gemara is that once you hit the animal, that's Kenya Meshicha. Where you kind of animal with the Meshicha is, when you hit it and it goes in the direction that you want it to go, that's Kenya Meshicha. So over here as well, the Chiddush of our mission is to say that when the bandits broke open the door and the animal came out and you hit the animal, that the, the, the Ganovim are kind of this Meshicha and therefore now that you're kind of the animal, whatever damage it does, it goes and eats in someone else's property, you're going to be high for this. The Chiddush is that this is the Kenyan, that you kind of through the hitting it. That's, uh, that's Rashi's pshata. Taisus, other Rishayim disagree that the Chiddush over here is sim- similar to the previous pshata. Even though it's not yours, it's still going to be chayv because you sort of directed it in that direction. It's just another example of the same thing. Said in the Mishnah, If you give over your animal to a shepherd, so then now the shepherd has all the responsibility of this animal and any damages that it causes. So now the question is, what's this case? Omri, of the man. When it says here that the shepherd takes the place of, of the, it's a, who? Takes, takes the responsibility for all the damage that it causes instead of who? Are we talking over here about the owner of the animal that gave it over to a shepherd, or Baal Behemoth that is? So, and that's what our Mishnah is teaching. That can't be the Chiddush of our Mishnah because we had a clear Mishnah before in the Mesachta that taught us already. You give the animal to Hashem or L'Shoyel, some of the barrows, or L'Shoyel, some of the Yahar to guard it, and you're paying him for this, or L'Shoyel to a renter. In all these cases, they take the responsibility like the owner for any damages that it causes. So our Mishnah here is basically repeating the same thing. Ella says the Gemara, what does Tachtov mean? Tachtov Dishaymer. What it means is that this animal is not anymore in the possession of the original owner. There's a Shaymer, there's someone that's guarding this animal. Now the person that's guarding the animal, he gave it over to a second guard, he gave it over to another Roya, uh, to a shepherd, to guard the animal. And what the Mishnah is saying is, Vishaymer Kama Ifta Lelegamri. The first person that was guarding the animal gave it over to a shepherd. So now, because, he, yeah, he's a shaymer, but he gave it over to a second shaymer, he's going to be totally potter. 
Says the Gemara, now if that's the case of our Mishnah, if so, if so, this refutes the halacha that Rav said. We have a person that took responsibility. He's guarding something. And he gave it over to a second shaymer. And now, in the possession of the second shaymer, it got damaged. And, and now, the item is not, it's not here to be returned. Or it caused damage, like we're talking about over here. So, Rav says, Chayiv, the first shaymer is responsible for this. Because the original owner of this item turns to the first owner and says, I gave it to you. You're the one that I trusted with this. You're the one that if anything happens to it, I trust you if you're going to swear to me about the condition of this item. I don't t- trust the second person. So you have to, the first shame has to take responsibility. But over here we see in the Mishnah, the way we uh, explain the Mishnah, it's talking about one shamer that gave it over to now a second shamer, another shepherd here. And it says that uh, the, the shepherd takes responsibility, not the first shamer. When it says over here that he gave it over to a Raya, that this Shaymer gave it over to a Raya, what it means is that the first Shaymer himself is a shepherd of animals, and he has then a helper or a student that helps him in his work, and he gave over to his helper the animal to, to, to guard for him. In this case, Rav is going to be Maida that it's the first shimer here is going to be potter. Why? Because this is very normal for a person that's a shepherd to have a helper and to sometimes give over the animals to his helper to take care of them. So this is something that the original owner expects and takes into account, that if I'm giving it to this shimer to guard, then he's going to also allow his helpers also to guard it. And therefore he must have trusted the, the second shimer as well. So the first shimer is completely potter. There are others that said the discussion of this, uh, this Mishnah in reference to Rav's opinion that uh, the discussion went different and the opposite, that, uh, as follows. Midiktani, the language of the Mishnah, what does it say? Masra Leroya, that he gave it over to a shepherd. Why does he use this expression that he gave it over to a shepherd? Why does the Mishnah simply say Masra Laakhir, that a person owns an animal and he gave the animal now to someone else to guard? Why Dafka Roya, shepherd? Shmamino, the, the diak of the Mishnah using the word shepherd is, my that it's talking about a shepherd specifically because a shepherd is a case which is a person that this is what he does as a profession. He's a shepherd and he has helpers. And therefore the, the Mishnah wants to say specifically this din that he gave it over to a shepherd which has helpers. And therefore it's, it's to be expected that this shepherd gives it over to his helpers. And it's in such a case where the shepherd then gave it over to his helpers that the, the helpers that allow this damage to happen are going to be chayiv and not the shaymer because this is something that the original owner expects to happen. But that, that's why the Mishnah says specifically But if it was simply a case where you gave it over to one shaymer and now this shaymer gave it over to a second shaymer and it's not to be expected that he would give it over to some other shamer. In such a case, the first shamer is going to be responsible. Like Rav said, the owner could say, I trusted you. Mm. So, so from the Deek of the Mishnah that it says, this is a proof to what Rav said. That when one shamer gives over to a second shamer, then the first shamer is responsible. 
So the Gemara on this says, no, Omri, the answer, it's not necessarily a proof for Rav Eloi, Dilma Orche de Milsekatani. The fact that the Mishnah uses the term Shaymer is not Dafke, it's just, uh, this, it's, that's ordinary that it's given over to uh, a shepherd. So it used the word shepherd. The same Allah would be if it's anybody else. If one Shaymer gives over to another Shaymer, it would be the same din that maybe only the second Shaymer is responsible. The Gemara here brings now another Machlaikis, and there'll be a whole continuation about this in the next daf. Itmer, we learned the following Machlaikis. Shemer Aveda, a person that's guarding a lost item, he has as a, the, the mitzvah of uh, Hashavas Aveda, and he has this Aveda now in his house, and he's guarding it. He doesn't know who the owner is, so he has to guard it. What status of Shemitah does he have? Rabbi Omar Rabbi says, he is on the level of a Shemichinom, which is only responsible for any negligence that causes any damage to it. But for Gneva, Veda, or anything else, he's not responsible. Rav Yisav says, No, this is like a person that's hired and being paid for guarding it, and therefore his responsibility is much more. Even also for Gneva and Aveda. So the Gemara explains, Rav says that his responsibility is like a person that's not being paid. It's simple. What benefit does he have from this? He's guarding it. No one's paying him for this. So he's a Shemichinam. Rav Yisav, Amr Kashem Mesachar Dami. Rav Yisav says he's a Shem Mesachar. Why? What kind of benefit does he have? Bahia no. With this benefit that he has here, the leboy le meisvel le rifter le anya, that while he's busy tending to this aveda that he has in his possession, if a poor man comes to his door to collect food or money, he doesn't have to do that mitzvah to go and give him food or money because he's busy with another mitzvah. He's busy with the, busy with the mitzvah taking care of this aveda. Let's say the aveda was an animal. And he has this animal now in his barn, and every so often he has to take care of this animal. So while it doesn't mean all the time when this animal or this Aveda is in his possession, he doesn't have to give tzedakah. While he's busy taking care of this animal, then he's going to be potter, Isaac b'mitzvah, potter mitzvah. He's not going to have to go and give bread to a poor person. So have a sachar. There's a gain in that that he has here. And therefore, he's considered to be like a shayim sachar. Now, a little bit of another version over here regarding why Rav Yisuf says the Shem Mesacha. Some said like this, Rav Yisuf, a person that's guarding an Aveda is a Shem Mesacha, because since the Torah says that he must do this even against his will, so therefore, he's going to be a Shem Mesacha. So, so some say that this Pshat uh, is, is actually a continuation of the same Pshat that it said before. That uh, really the point over here is that Isaac b'mitzvah patem and amitzvah, and because he's being Isaac b'mitzvah and the Taita wants him to do this balkarche, so therefore that's the reason why he's a uh, shemisachar. Okay, this kind of kind of pshatim regarding the second Indian. Okay.